Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And our hero was the granddaughter of the old cackling, oh. overacting villain who none who of us... Was she? Who none... Yes, yeah, she was. Who none of us ever thought or wanted to think was sexually active oh. during, the, <laughs> during the events of the first oh. three movies we'll and possibly... Possibly the original three as well. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that, that is a spoiler. It certainly is. <laughs> so, Manny D, what do we like to do on this show? Well, let me tell you, Kieran. In fact, let me let me explain it to you in a somewhat of a text scroll. Because okay. you see, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, two podcasters set out on a dangerous mission to do the impossible and predict the plots of upcoming movies before they even come out armed with only the trailers available and selected promotional material my computer just shut off (laughs) they see how close they can come to potentially spoiling the film's plot in 2019 they came across the star wars empire and attempted to guess what would be in the final installment of the film's franchise with the two having radical different ideas they were forced to wait until the movie was released After finally watching it and re-listening to what they said on the original episode, they reunite to finally battle the forces of darkness and find out how well they did. Wow, well done. You put some work in. Very nice. I like that. So let me just explain for anybody who may not be aware, if this is your first time listening to one of our shows, what we typically do is we look at all the promotional material for a Hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot for that blockbuster as humanly possible, just by guessing, basically. Just guessing. Just by a lot of guesswork, which sometimes pays off, and in other times, yeah, really doesn't. Well, was, that the, was that the case this week? I guess you'll find out. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you can, because one of the movies that we've covered in the past is currently in cinemas. So a couple of weeks ago, we predicted what would happen in the upcoming Conjuring movie, The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, and that's now currently in cinemas as of yesterday, I believe. How exciting. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually keen to see how close we were to the actual movie, because we know that The Conjuring movies, just based on the previous two installments, they hardly ever hew close to the truth. The truth? (laughs) In quotation marks? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the real world events as we know them. But yeah, I think we were sort of very generous with the truth ourselves. So I want to see how well Hollywood hues to the actual events and then how close we got to it as well. I'm really keen to find out if we got close to that one at all. If you've seen The Conjuring this weekend, I'd probably suggest listening to our episode after you see the movie because I think there is a lot of real world stuff that we did spoil. So if you're not familiar with the real world story of The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, we do spoil a few things. So yeah, if you listen to the episode afterwards, I think you'll get the most enjoyment out of it. You know what people can do? They can, uh, if they're streaming the movie or if they're uh, no, it's only to, in cinemas. Or if they're going to the cinema, well, actually, I guess they have to go to the cinema. I think cinemas. it might be streaming on the same day oh, okay. on HBO Max or go. something like that. You can have a little party. You can watch the movie. You can watch The Conjuring. Then you can yeah. listen to our episode afterwards yeah, with all your friends, with and, all your buddies. Yeah, exactly. And you can laugh at how wrong we were or you could be impressed with how right we were. We might be right. Only time will tell. So let's talk about Star Wars Episode Nine. Let's. So if you haven't listened to our previous episode where we covered Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker... I beg you, I implore you to please go back and listen to that first because this is mainly just a follow-up episode to that one. And if you haven't watched the Star Wars movie... If you haven't seen Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, first of all, I don't blame you, but second of all... (laughs) Go watch it. If you haven't seen it and you really want to see it, please watch that first. First of all, what cave have you been living in? You've been living with Luke on that island this whole time. Sucking from the alien's teeth. Yeah, exactly. But if you haven't seen it, please go watch that first. But if you don't care and you just want to... Spoil it for yourself. Spoil it for yourself. Be my guest. Feel free to listen ahead. 
We don't control you. Now, this isn't technically a review show of Star Wars, so no. we're not going to deliberately try to spoil what happens in the no, movie. No, we're not going to go over beat by beat what happens in the actual plot. We're only going to relate what happened in our predictions to what actually happened in the movie. Yeah, so just doing that will probably spoil a few things for you, including the twist. Yes, and this movie was very much predicated on a twist. Did we find that twist satisfying or not? I suppose we'll cover that at the end did of the episode. Did we guess that twist? Because we, we made the attempt. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. We'll see. Also, as we teased last week, Maddie D, I think for one of the first times ever on this show, Maddie D and I both have radically different opinions on this movie. Typically, we're we're pretty much on the same page. Either we'll really love a movie together. We've got similar enough tastes. We'll love a movie together. If a movie really sucks, we'll both really hate it. There has been occasions where we've disagreed somewhat, but I think this is one of the only circumstances so far where we almost disagree entirely. It is. I think we've teased it enough throughout all of the episodes to sort of give you an idea of who leans which way. It's pretty but obvious. I think, I think for the most part, we'll hold back all of our opinions until after we've covered how well each other did or how poorly each other did. Yeah. Just so we can wrap up the episode with, I guess, just our differing thoughts on the overall movie and then possibly the overall trilogy so far. I think that's a good idea. So I think we're going to talk about how well we did in the in the plots that we wrote ourselves that we, we said in the original episode. And then once that's over, we'll unshackle ourselves and probably get into a big fight. Yeah, that's right. So how well do you think this movie did in the box office? I think it did pretty well because it's a did Star Wars well. movie. They always do well. It's Disney. Pretty much. It's a Star Wars movie. I reckon they made a lot of money. They most likely did. I can tell you how much in a sec. But in the original episode, we sort of wondered which movie will make more money, Avengers Endgame or Star Wars Episode Nine. Which movie had the bigger hype around it? We sort of theorized that Avengers Endgame might have more hype around it. But then we weren't exactly sure. We're like, well, Star Wars has been around longer. There's probably more fans worldwide of Star Wars than there is Avengers. But I, I guess some of the fans of Star Wars have been a bit jaded, whether that's justified or not. They've been a bit jaded through yes. this, through this uh, trilogy. So Yeah. And that may reflect in Maybe. the box office as well. So I suppose that leads me to my follow-up question. Which do you think did better in the box office? Star Wars Episode Nine or Avengers Endgame? Oh, it's a, it's a, I think they're going to be close either way, but... Close? Mm. No. Well, I'm I, not suggesting anything. Star Wars. You think Star Wars did better? Yes, and here's why. Because I know a lot of uh, older people that grew up in the Star Wars... Grew up with the Star Wars movies will probably come and see... Out of curiosity, will come and see that movie. You so. think they'll see that over an Avengers movie? Uh, yeah, even though the Avengers ended with such a climax, so I think a lot of people were scrambling for that one. So, yeah, I think Star Wars might have it. Well, you'll be pleased to hear that Star Wars Episode Nine made $1.074 billion worldwide. That's a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a huge box office. And while Avengers Endgame, on the other hand, made two point seven nine eight. billion billion dollars so, so avengers, won. avengers endgame made more than double what star wars episode that's 9 in- that's did that's incredible and now at 1.074 billion dollars this is actually the lowest grossing star wars movie of the sequel trilogy really so episode 7 and episode 8 both made more money in the box office worldwide than this movie did i wonder why that is well i think it's a reflection of people being jaded like you said a lot of Maybe. fans were so annoyed by that eighth movie that they just flat out refused to watch this one hmm. and still it's a huge payday they still made like 800 million dollars profit if you can you know if you subtract the budget at the end of the day so it's still a huge payday it definitely wasn't a failure in any stretch of the imagination, well, box office-wise, anyway. A financial success, yes. So it may be a financial success, but do you think it was a critical success? I think all these cinema critics, all these reviewers are going to be like, meh, 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 and they're going to they're gonna shit all over it. So no, I don't think it will be. Well, all right? <laughs> you're completely wrong, Matty D, because currently 
this is the worst critically reviewed Star Wars movie of all time. I said they would ha- they would shit on it. Okay, you were right then, Matty D. <laughs> Thank you. Because this is currently the worst critically reviewed <laughs> Star Wars movie of all time. Can you believe that? It got worse reviews than Star Wars Episode One and Episode Two. Yeah, that's surprising. Now, I don't actually, you know, I don't exactly agree with that sentiment. I definitely think there are worse Star Wars movies. That's extremely surprising. Is that hate warranted? I suppose we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But yeah, let's probably get straight into how well we did. Let's talk about how well we did because you went first. That's right. This time around. And I know you said, we say this all the time, you know, I know that you said you weren't too confident at all. How did you feel? At this point, at this point in the show, this was the most difficult plot for me to predict. And I was not confident whatsoever because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to predict this mess of a plot because this trilogy was so up and down plot wise and all all over the place, setting things up. Things may have paid off. Things may not have paid off. Rewriting like, things. Rewriting things, changing things, cutting things. I was just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to predict this. And I was like, I don't think J.J. Abrams is going to be able to predict what's going to happen either. And he's writing the stupid thing. And <laughs> Calm down, calm down. And <laughs> This as is well, before the movie came out, so... We had one trailer and off memory... Two trailers. Well, two trailers, but they both didn't really give anything and they didn't really have to because, I mean... No. It was going to sell itself on being a Star Wars movie. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so we just got flashes of scenes from the movie. We had no idea what the plot was going to be. We had no, no. idea. We we saw character briefs, but we didn't know how these characters would be you know, involved in the movie at all. So... Yeah. There was a lot of mystery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, before you dive into what I've said, what I predicted in the past, we should probably explain our point system. So, just quickly... If we got something completely correct, if we pulled something out of thin air without any prior information, that's worth two points. And if we saw something in the trailer and we got the context correct in the movie, or if it was something we knew beforehand going into the movie, that's only worth a point. And if we were on the right track, but not quite there. So if we saw, say, C-3PO with red eyes and presumed he was evil, (laughs) but he did have red eyes, but the context wasn't right, that's only worth half a point. Uh, And if we got something completely dead wrong- You are not getting points for that. Well, 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 we can argue that as we go along. And if we got something completely wrong, it's worth zero points. And I think both of us are going to be awarded zero points a lot throughout this episode. The aim, of course, is to get as high a score as possible. But yeah, I'm not feeling too confident and this that, week. That way we can see who did better than the other because we both have yeah. different plots going into this. And if you're hearing a lot of half points, it is possible to get two points and one yes. point. But, you know, it might be just the way it goes. Yeah, there we go. I can't believe I'm being thrown under the bus first. <laughs> I suppose I was brave enough to give my opinion first in the original episode. But yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go into I what I know I didn't said. do well. Let's go into what you said. So... Pretty safely, you said we're going to start with a Star Wars text scroll. That was pretty brave of me to predict that. So brave. So brave. Explaining that the First Order has regained its power and that the Resistance is on the ropes and the Resistance is building up allies to to plan an attack. One point, I give, because... That's kind of loosely what happens. It is. It is. And, you know, we kind of know from the Star Wars movies that it's going to start with a text scroll, so I'll give you one point for that, because... Okay, I see. So, it didn't matter what I said in the text scroll, it was just the fact that the text scroll was there that gives me a point. the text scroll was kind of similar to what you were saying. Yeah, in a very loose sense. In a very loose sense, so I'll give you a point for that. Next, we have a cold open to a new planet, uh, one you describe as rocky canyons with cities in between. all valleys and canyons. Mm. So I was I was very much describing that snowy planet that they go to to meet Zori Bliss and Babu Freck. Yeah, Babu, Babu Freck was that his name? The small the little, guy, the little puppet man. That's right. I think you saw that in the trailer and you tried to yeah. insert it here at the start, which is a pretty fair guess for yeah. you. Okay. So this is where we open in, and you say we've never seen this planet before because this movie franchise never revisits old planets. Mm. Which straight off the bat, I'm actually wrong because believe it or not, the movie actually opens 
it is kind of hard to tell this because they don't tell you this at all in the movie, but the uh, outside law did confirm that the movie that the movie actually opens on with Kylo Ren beating Killing up some uh, bad guys and retrieving uh, that triangle device. What was that called? Like the artifact or the whatever it was, the MacGuffin. The, the navigating thing. The, the pointless thing that doesn't matter. That planet apparently was Mustafar, which we have seen before in two different Star Wars movies. It's the lava planet where Anakin got his legs cut off, and it's the lava planet where Darth Vader lives in Rogue One. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense for that triangle to be there. Yeah, I suppose I, so. I didn't know that. that it was didn't the look like Mustafar though. It, it didn't just... look anything like it. It was kind of like swampy and foresty, wasn't it? No, it was like a burnt forest. Ah, so it was like a forest that had just had a fire run through it. Well, I, I thought that was just because there was a war going on in Kylo Ren. Yeah, like that's what I. That's up. what I presume. So I didn't so know that. It is apparently we do open on a planet we have seen before, although it's not obvious to the casual viewer. Well, there you go. I just well, thought that was important to point out. I didn't know that. I don't think anyone watching would have picked up on that unless they did outside research. So, Which I did afterwards, of course. In your plot, the Millennium Falcon arrives and we're reintroduced to all of our characters, Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, BB, BB-8. Um, that's one point because we are reintroduced to them. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, I suppose we are, yeah. The planet is a hub for smugglers and ne'er-do-wells mm. where they- It's a hive of scum and villainy. Yes, yes. Where they're there to find Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. You yeah. continually get his name wrong. Him, Lando. And they essentially want to recruit him to join the Resistance. So they meet up with Lando. Lando reluctantly agrees, but in the process of doing that, he's playing cards and he wins a card game. Some of the local gangsters get angry and it yep. starts off a lively, lighthearted brawl. Half a point because I'm generous. <laughs> yeah, I, guess so. I was very generous with you as well, I just want to point out. Because I give you half a point because they do meet up with Lando and they do recruit him, but it doesn't yep. happen at this stage. And also, when they do recruit Lando, it does spark off an action scene, a fight. But that this a, fight- A lighthearted skirmish. Yeah. This, this fight takes place in the planet where they're having the kite festival. Yeah, that's right. So, a little earlier in your plot and a little bit in a different context, but kind of enough there to give yeah. you some points there. So, Lando is happy to see the Millennium Falcon, but is appalled at the, its condition. I'll give you half a point because he is pretty happy to see the Millennium Falcon. He well, actually he drives is. it. Yeah. And he makes them promise to find his estranged daughter, Jana, who lives on Tatooine. Okay. <laughs> That's not right at no, all. No, it isn't. It isn't. Well, it was a nice attempt. At least I had Jana in the plot. Yes, you did. Uh, this was a character that was in the bio and we were trying to figure out how to put her in. Uh, or at, well, least at least you I were. Was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, you had this idea that it was Lando's daughter, which uh, fair. Um, oh, no. No, it's not fair. I'll tell you what. Why do I have any black character in the, the this trilogy I automatically presume is Lando's child? Is Lando the only black person in this, this universe to yes. me? Yes. <laughs> I mean, unless it's Mace Windu. <laughs> Mace Windu. <laughs> What's his Windu. name? Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Unless it's Mace Windu's daughter. So, yeah, that was kind of racist of me just to presume that any black character was Lando's child. Oh, you wait. And it didn't pay off at all. You wait. Okay. Also, we don't know. We don't actually know if either of these people are Lando's children or not. They don't actually Well, there was a, there was the a thing at the end where he kind of says, let's find out who he your parents are. He approaches Jana and he's just like, what's your story? And she's like, I don't have one. And he's like, well, let's find out right now. And he puts his hand on her knee. No, that so doesn't it, happen. But he, it's very suggestive. Was he hitting on her or was this like, hey, they're going to go off and do an adventure and that's like a cliff. That's like a hook for I a sort of series thought, of adventures. Both times that I watched the movie, I thought that- he was hitting on her yeah. 
the second time I watched it, I'm like, maybe he's suggesting that they might be related, but that's just because I want that Could to be. happen. I want to be right. But Could there's be. no evidence that that's the case at all. Because it feels like it's either they're related, he's hitting on her, which is really creepy. Yes. Or it's just setting or up both. for a spin-off, possible right. spin-off. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Or a spin-off in people's minds. They're like, oh, they yeah. go off and do adventures afterwards, you know? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what the purpose of that scene was, to be honest. Who knows? So we now get to being reintroduced to Kylo Ren. And you said yep. he'll be... This is this is really good. You said that he will have just finished fixing his broken mask. Yep. Two points, sir. Because I wanted that mask to come back. I was and like, that's the best thing about his character. Bring the mask back. And apparently J.J. Abrams agreed because yes. he did that as soon as I think as he was Kylo really was pissed there. off that... I think I said this in the original episode. I think he was really pissed off that Ryan Johnson destroyed the mask. Yeah. So he was like, so I'm bringing it back. And I'm glad he did. So you get two points for that. Now, you also said that they have a portable laser that can destroy yeah. potential bases. Now, I'll give you half a point because they do have lasers. They do have planet destroyers, but it's not one portable laser that they carry around. That is exactly what it is in the movie. Is it? Yeah. Every star destroyer in the fleet well, yeah. that Emperor Palpatine has is armed with a planet destroying laser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's port- a portable Death Star laser by <sighs> definition. Okay. But you said that they only have the one. Yeah, I said they only have the one, but yeah, they do have them. So you're on the right track. They do, yeah. And they have them on every Star Destroyer. Yeah. But they, and they, and they destroy I guess a planet. what I thought you meant is they had this physical uh, portable destroyer that they just carried around, but really they just implemented that technology in all the Star Destroyers. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, half a point. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not upset by that. Uh, so then you said Hux is Kylo's whipping boy, still. Yep, he's butt monkey. Two points. Uh, you also said that there'll be a competitor for this, and yep. it'll be a character called General Pride, one yep. point. He's Allegiant there. General Pride. Yeah, we saw him in the trailer, and we saw him in the character bio. No, we didn't see him in the trailer. Oh, we didn't? He wasn't oh. in the trailer. But he was in the bio, right? Yeah, I remember right. they Richard described e. Grant. Him. Yeah, yeah, they described him there. So they're both vying for Carlo's attention, and Pride is more intimidating and puts Hux in his place constantly. Two points because he oh, does. He certainly does put him in his place. literally shoots him. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Um, so Kylo is having visions of a certain... Ex-Emperor. Yes, a cackling, overacting <laughs> presence. Yes, that's right. Now, you say we'll meet uh, BB-8. Which he is, by the way. Yeah, which is why I give you points for that. Um, so, you say next we're going to meet BB-8's new robot buddy, which is just a wheel. Just a wheel. Really pointless and inclusion. I just get, to sell toys. I guess we do, but you don't go into how or why this character is introduced, so I give you a point well, for that. Well, neither does the movie. <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of plot important, right? Because the How? robot was something. Uh, it Ray was the robot it. of the guy that was hunting down the Sith artifacts. That's all right. But he was terrible at it because he didn't find any of them. Yeah, that's right. He was just on the right track, but the robot doesn't help them out at all. They just It just comes along and is annoying. Yeah, it's selling toys. Anyway, we're not going to dwell on that because next you say that Ray is in the forest doing some lightsaber training, two points, yep. because she is. Now, you casually mentioned that Maz will be there because you couldn't fit her in, because you no. forgot to fit her in the plot. So yeah, so like, did the filmmakers. Maz will be here, one point, because that's exactly what happens. She's just there. Yep. Um, so Ray's going to communicate with Force Ghost Luke, two points, who says that he senses a disturbance in the Force and says that no one is really gone, half a point, because that yeah. sort of is, you're yeah, sort of on sort the right of. track. He does happens much later in the movie. He does vibe that something sinister is going on. Ray's having visions of herself as a Sith, and Luke is unaware of whether that's a warning or a prediction. Mm. One point because that is a plot thread that happens through the movie. Yeah, there you go. It's something that Luke kind of talks about at the end, but I guess that's more Ray not knowing if it's a prediction or yeah, a warning. Yeah, that's right. So our main heroes go to Tatooine and say goodbye to everybody else. Say, bye guys, we're going off to Tatooine to find Jana. Yep. And they bring C-3PO, who's the translator. Now, I'd just like before. to point out as well that they do go to Tatooine in the movie. I know. I know. <laughs> but not at this point. I know, which is why I give you points. But let me just, let me go into it because okay. 
It's interesting that you say early on that they never revisit a planet. Yeah. And they don't for the most part. And they do. But you actually said they revisit, they return to Tatooine. And Ray does. So I'll give you half a point for that. Yep, there we she go. She does in the end, but I think that deserves something because they do actually return to Tatooine. Yep. Just one of them does. Finally. <laughs> so, just want to say that Finn is not Lando's son. Nope. Uh, which you kind of suggested. And Jana is not his sister, but they're set nope, up to be- As in Finn's sister. Yeah, as in Finn's sister. But um, they're kind of set up to be love interest, possibly. Yeah. Well, Finn and Jana are. Yeah, absolutely. Which you su- is something you floated. You said, oh, they're not going to be love interests. Because they're related. Because yeah. they're related. But turns out they exactly are. Which- I just wanted to have my cake and eat it too, to be honest. <laughs> so on Tatooine, they visit a festival celebrating the death of Jabba the Hutt. Half a point because they yep. visit a festival, but it's not nothing to do with Jabba the Hutt. And I like how incredulously in the original episode one, I said it was a kite festival. You're like, a kite festival? <laughs> and it was exactly that in the movie. It was something else. Didn't they say it was some day? Yeah, it was some celebration. doesn't something. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So they find Jana, and they also find an old friend of Poe's, a bounty hunter called Zori Bliss. Half a point because they do find Zori Bliss. Yep, it's not on, on this planet. And it is an old friend of Poe, an old contact of Poe. And she seems friendly at first. An old criminal contact of mm, Poe, I believe. When he was a spice runner. Said, yeah, okay. Back when he was in June, apparently. So we're going to think Zora is a good character and friendly, but she's actually carrying out a contract for the First Order, mm. who have set a bounty on our heroes. It's actually the opposite in the actual movie. Yeah, exactly. We think she's a bad guy initially, but then she turns out to be a friend. To be a good guy. Potential love interest as well. Yeah. Uh, she recognizes C-3PO that stands out. I don't know why she wouldn't recognize Poe, her friend, but I guess like she's looking across the planet. Well, if she's, they're like- all, she's looking at them from behind, C-3PO would be the only one to stand out, <laughs> like, aside from Chewbacca. So, yeah, she's like, that's C-3PO guy. And then she'll, I, I imagine her just like looking at the wanted posters, be like, hang on a second, I know that droid. So Zori distracts them until the First Order arrives, and there's an action scene that takes place, which, you know, does happen, but on a different planet. Yep. So this is well, where actually we- it does happen twice. So they're attacked by the first order who were have like a contract out on them on the planet where they're having the celebration, and it also happens again on the planet where they go to reprogram C three PO with Zori Bliss on it. Yeah. So you kind of merge these two yeah. scenes together in your plot. Yeah. So here's where we're going to have the lightsaber versus Tie Fighter scene from the trailer, which I give yep. you a point for because pretty much you called this accurately how it happened in the movie. Yeah, more or less. Uh, stormtroopers attack the other heroes on speed bikes, which they yeah. do. The ones that fling the stormtroopers <laughs> in the air and they suddenly have jetpacks. Yeah, I love they had jetpacks. How cool was that? That was something they did before in the game, so it wasn't new to me. Yeah. And they try to escape on a sail barge. Uh, C-3PO is captured when he falls off the sail barge, captured by the bad guys, and Ray is swooped in and saved at the last minute. Half a point because that sort of happens. Yeah, well, More C-3PO isn't captured. Less. C-3PO is not captured. But the Millennium Falcon is captured. Also, C-3PO is not reprogrammed to be evil and no. is not giving information by the Resistance. But I give you half a point because C-3PO is reprogrammed. And he does get his red eyes that uh, I pointed out. Yeah, he does get his stoner eyes. Sure. Yes. For a split second, he gets those red eyes. You didn't include that in your plot at all. No, I did not. So, you know, but he was reprogrammed, so well done, sir. So now the Resistance need to relocate and evacuate the base as well as save C-3PO. That's, I'll give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track with what the mission is. Yeah, I suppose so. At this time as well, Kylo is seeking a mysterious structure. Yeah, he is. That's how the movie starts. On a strange planet, uh, which is a source of dark side energy. I'll give you a half point because you're on the right track. He's not- What are you talking about? That's dead on the money. Well, he's he's already found it. Yeah. At the start. 
Yeah, but I thought we established we weren't paying attention to the order of events. <sighs> All right, fine. I'll give you two points for that. Because I figure that that happens at the start of the movie. It's already been established. And in your plot, he's kind of, that's his journey is to try to find this place. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I give you a half it point. It does happen in the movie. Oh, all right, fine. Two points then. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit more generous with you. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm calling out loose stuff. So Kylo is being drawn in by an unknown force. Uh, and this worries the force ghost of Luke. Two points. Because mm-hmm. it does. So the plan is is that they're going to have Rey confront Kylo in the mysterious structure. Finally, two points because that does yeah, happen. It does there's happen a, at there's the end a confrontation. Of the movie. Well, there's, there's two confrontations. One's in the mysterious oh, yeah, structure right. with Palpo, and the other one is with Rey in that um, on the Death, in Star. The Death Star. That's right. Which, by the Fragments. way, when we finished the episode and we rewatched the trailer, we were like, "That's the Death Star." Yeah, <laughs> mind you, we did come to that conclusion of our own volition in your we plot. We did. We did, which is excellent because we actually rewatched that trailer and we saw the Death Star. Yeah, that's right. And we're like, oh my so god! Because for some reason we didn't notice that it was the Death Star in the plot or the remnants of the Death Star. Sorry, when we originally watched the trailer, but no one else. Neither did. us, neither us, independently worked that out. Yeah, no one else did though, because um, well, as far as we know, well, maybe somebody did. But then after what, rewatching the trailer, which we do sometimes, we we're like, oh my god, that's a Death Star! Why didn't yeah. we say that in the episode? Anyway, oh well, at least we mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, at least we did. I'm happy that we did. Um, so Ray's being dropped off to confront uh, Kylo Ren. While the rest of the team sneak off to the main Star Destroyer to save three to save C three PO. Oh, I tell you what, that kind of happens in the movie. If you swap out C three PO for Chewbacca, that's essentially what happens, but it doesn't happen in that order. No. So they drop Ray off. She knows this place because she's had visions of it already. And they deliberately get the Millennium Falcon captured by the First Order, which does happen. The Millennium Cal- yeah. the Millennium Falcon gets captured. So that's I give right. you two points for that. So Finn, Jana, and Poe. So pretty much our young heroes. Is that? Did you do this deliberately? Because our young heroes sneak on board while Lando and Chewie, our OG crew members, yep. uh, fly off, causing another distraction. So it's just that everyone's just causing distractions for the yeah, first order. Yeah, that's right. For, so the bad guys chase uh, Lando and uh, Chewie while our Poe and Jana and Finn get to run around the Star Destroyer to save C three PO. Uh, Ray yep. finds the new structure is the home of Emperor Palpatine. Two points. It is. Yeah. Well, not the Death Star, but the the mysterious Sith structure. Well, that's what we said. Uh, well, that's what you said. You said it was the new structure that they oh, yes. they come yep. to. So that's right. That's exactly right. He has survived his fall from the Death Star. Technically, I Technically, suppose. Technically, he has. And has been responsible for the First Order all along. Two points. Yep, that's correct. He explains that in the reveal. Snoke was a vessel that he used... Two points, yep, literally. He was true. literally a vessel. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't believe that. When I watched the actual movie, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Yeah, that was amazing. I remember I remember watching that and being like, holy shit, I think he called I was it. like, that's the only way that they could retcon it to make sense with the previous two movies. Yeah. Yep. And he wanted to be in the shadows rather than revealing himself. Uh, and then we're going to have another surprise. I don't know why. You know, he, he's like, every time I- Every time I reveal myself, it goes poorly. Yeah, a, a Jedi kills me. So you know what? I'm just going to hang back on this one, <laughs> which is probably a smart idea for him. And just, like, give force visions to people. Now, here's another surprise. We're going to be introduced to a clone version of Rey. Oh, boy. Now, this is you seeing a well, Rey with a lightsaber. So, yeah. you thought maybe it's a clone. And it turns of out course, this- that this, doesn't happen It does all not happen. No, it doesn't. And this clone is uh, Emperor Palpatine's apprentice. Yep. And, I mean, there is- I, That kind of would have been cool, but- It would have been, know, yeah. whatever. So, I mean, there is a version that she fights on the Death Star. So, I give you half a point for that. Yeah, but very it's, briefly. It's not- it's not a clone. a clone. No. So that's why you get half a point it's for that. It's just a vision. There is a clone fight as in Ray fights her clone and Kylo comes in and kills the clone. Yep, because he's pissed off. He's pissed off. So Kylo offers uh, Palpatine, you know, he services as an apprentice since yep. he's the rightful heir or he believes himself to be the rightful heir. I just want to quote you 
quote what you said on the original episode. You said, but in a twist that will disappoint everybody. Mm-hmm. And just for saying that, Kieran, just for saying that, I'm going to give you a point because apparently it did disappoint everybody. Oh, yes, it did. So in a twist that will disappoint everybody, Emperor Palpatine will reveal that he created Rey to mm-hmm. make the ultimate Sith Lord using yep. DNA to from his genitals. <laughs> using de- well, you said DNA from Vader. No, yeah, and exactly. Him- yeah, Vader, which is so close. It's and ridiculous. Uh, to create the ideal clone. And I mentioned casually- it's supposed to be a vessel for him yes, to go into. Yes. I mentioned uh, casually, and I just want to pat myself on the back here because I say technically that makes her a Skywalker, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So I'll give you two points for that because- that's as close to the I truth mean, as possible. I mean, that is so close. That is so close. Now, we- she did, she did, I mean, because he did uh, technically create her uh. through his seed, which is a horrifying thought. So, you thought that, you know, she was going to be a clone grown in a lab now. It is his granddaughter. It, yeah. is, it is a childbirth. And she exists because he wants a new vessel to rule the galaxy with, so which that's- is why he was hiding. So, that's why I give you two points. I mean, it's not exactly what happened, but it's so close. And I guess yes. when you when you summarize it that simply, it kind of is what happened. Yeah. This will annoy Kylo Ren, who believes he's the legitimate heir, but Palpatine sees him as a spoiled brat and is too conflicted mm. by the Force. Don't we all? Kylo will rage kill the Emperor, and Kylo and Rey will have a fight in the storm. I give you a point because that fight does happen in the yeah. storm. No rage killing, though. No rage killing, and it's- in, that already happened in the last movie. It's in a different movie. context, but that, that fight does happen, and we saw that in the trailer briefly. So, in the Star Destroyer, our heroes will rescue C-3PO by bumbling around. Instead, in it's Kong Chewbacca. <laughs> yes, instead, it's Chewbacca. And they will carry C-3PO switched off until they can reprogram him. Uh, no, but he's no. not He's not reprogrammed. Well, C-3PO this. runs around with him with his memory wiped <laughs> in the actual movie. Which I loved. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Lando, Chewie, and the Millennium Falcon will be blown up. I didn't mm. really process this when we recorded it, that you said that you were going to kill off Lando, Chewie, and destroy the Millennium Falcon, yeah. which is bold, which is very bold. Well, there's nothing sacred in this trilogy. <laughs> Apparently. Um, if they're not going to kill a character off, they might as well ruin them, so might as well stick to their... <laughs> To their formula. But they can't do any more sequels anyway. Uh, but you say they did. this happens in a heroic way, so they sacrifice themselves yeah. uh, in the distraction, so they die. Now we get a fleet of the Resistance that comes in to support them. I give you two points because that does happen in the movie. Yeah, it does. There's a whole bunch of ships that fly through. Yeah, it's way more impressive in your plot. Just wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Kylo kills himself, realizing there's no <laughs> redemption for him. He just sort of sits there. Everything's happening. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done with this uh, Jedi well, I'm like, thing. There's no way that he can turn to the good side because he's way too far gone. And then it would be completely unearned and unsatisfying if he just suddenly becomes good and then no one would accept it. Turns out that's what they actually did in the movie. Well, I give you half a point because he does die. Yep, that's he true. He does sacrifice himself. That's so we true. could say he kills himself for redemption, but he doesn't, uh, yeah, he doesn't stick himself, himself with himself his lightsaber. Seppuku, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, a funny mental image, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, and you say he tumbles into the ocean. Now that I thought happen. that would be, you know, worthwhile because that makes up for him killing Han Solo. And it would be dramatic. Yeah, exactly. Now you say in a rushed ending, the Resistance will beat the Star Destroyers somehow. You yep. say you don't go into how. <laughs> well, that, that does happen in the movie. It was I, very rushed. Well, I give you two points because that they do. They defeat them. Well done. Yep. We don't technically know that. And our heroes return, and you said they might get medals. I give you one point because <laughs> Chewie does. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and with that, you get 44 points. 
Chewbacca got the medal. <laughs> when I was in the cinemas, and again, when I watched the movie the other day, I laughed so hard when that happened because I'm like, that's so pandering. That's so pandering. I mean, I get that Chewbacca didn't get a medal back in episode four and everyone was kind of annoyed by that. But to get it like 33 years too late. <laughs> and he's just like, what's this? Oh, the medal that you didn't get yeah, 33 oh, years ago. Gee, thanks. All my friends are dead. Why do I care about a medal? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Oh, that was so you, funny. You called it. You called it. Yeah, well, I guess I should be happy about that. <laughs> and the fact that they showed some Ewoks almost directly after that scene made me laugh even harder. Loved it. Like, I think it was Wicket and another Ewok just, like, cuddling each other. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's random. They could have shown anything else in the universe, but no, let's just throw in two Ewoks. Everyone's favourite characters, the Ewoks. Well, they're in the universe. What they should have done to really put, like, a bow on top is just cut to Naboo and show, like, Jar Jar Binks and, like... Tarple and, you know, Boss Nass just sort of like high-fiving each other. I would love that. I would have loved that. <laughs> Movie of the year if that was the case. <laughs> so, my plot, I was... My plot so, was that was a, everything in my plot? That was everything in your plot, yeah. How many points did I get? I told you, 44. 44 points. Maybe you were too generous. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, I, as I said, I was pretty generous with you as well. I was not expecting to do that well. Though, mind you, listening back to my plot, I was just like, I tell you what, in a very loose way, in an extremely loose- In an extremely loose way. I kind of got the overall plot. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, well, let's get into right, you then, right, Mr. Right. Look, to be fair, there were points there that you were very, very close. Yes. Things don't happen in that order, but- First order. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. happen in the first order, but eh, there's, there's some bits where you kind of get Sorry, close to what the movie's going to be. Yeah. And I tell you what, to your credit, you might do that as well. Let's find out right now. So, quite like me, and I'm quite, and as is really obvious, you thought that the movie would open with the classic Star Wars title screen and text crawl. Of course, I give you a point for that. Now, you thought that the text crawl would recount the plot of the previous movie. Now, it doesn't at all. Now, typically, the text crawls don't cover what's happened previously. They tell you what's happened in between the movies. They cover stuff that they don't show us. You said that the text crawl will say that Kylo Ren is now the Supreme Leader of the First Order. I gave you a point for that because it does call him Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. <laughs> does it? Nice. Like, there you go. Uh, because he became the Supreme Leader at the end of Episode Eight. You also said that the crawl says that the Resistance, who you called the Alliance for some reason, I guess because they used to be the Rebel Alliance. Tomato, tomato. And it also doesn't make sense for them to be called the Resistance, as I said over and over again in the original episode. What uh, are they resisting? Exactly. Well, technically, the apparently the new government that they set up, like Princess Leia and whatnot, they set up, apparently that government doesn't believe that the First Order is a threat. And so Princess Leia and a group of other people are resisting the First Order. Who, who are... Like a group of outlying... Like they're the rebels. Yeah, exactly. Like the First Order are technically the rebels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Against the government of the day. Yeah, that's right. The galaxy. The Democratic Galactic Republic or whatever it is. I don't know. Don't follow these sort of Star Wars politics. They don't matter anyway because they all get wiped out. It just out sounds in the first cool movie. to call them the Resistance. I think that's what they went with. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, they're resisting. Yeah. You said that the Resistance has been badly damaged by the First Order, and the First Order is as powerful as they've ever been. Doesn't really say that in the text crawl at all. But it kind of is the case. It in is the, the case, but you know, it's not in the text crawl. You said that after the text crawl, we'll see a tearful send off for Luke Skywalker, who died over a year before. Apparently, they were just so busy. They had so much shit to do. They're like, oh, it's been a year. We probably should have like a, a like a memorial service for Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen at all. In fact, no one gives a shit about Luke Skywalker in this movie except for Ray. In fact, he just turns up and everyone's just like, oh, we forgot about you. Like, no one mentions Luke Skywalker at all. They're just like, oh, he died. Who cares about him? Nice way to open the movie, reminding it us would of what be. was lost. Yeah, but they didn't do that. So it would have been nicer if they did that. But no, they didn't. 
You said that the opening of the movie will be a downer. No, in fact, the opening of the movie is... This whole movie, in fact, is probably the least dark of this new trilogy. I know. And most scenes are played for laughs. Yeah. So there's no real downers here at all. I suppose you could say there are a few sad scenes, but nothing is really sort of dark about this movie. No. You said that General Leia, this is after Luke's funeral, of course, gives the Resistance a rousing pep talk where she reinforces what the Resistance is all about. Now, that's not the case at all because... They couldn't do it. Princess Leia in this movie just spouts non sequiturs <laughs> to oh, random characters. Oh, my God. I love how Never they- underestimate a droid. Your <laughs> sure like, thing, Grandma. <laughs> I, love, I love this movie because, like, how they've obviously made the other actors work around the, the yes. lines of dialogue they've got Leia. Because most of the time she's Saying? just standing there silently, like, staring vacantly off into the distance and then just randomly going, like, don't ever tell me the odds. Okay, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, okay, okay. And she contributes and, very little to the plot. And then, and then that line she says where it's like, can you be a little bit more optimistic? It comes out of nowhere. Where yeah. It's just like, oh, by that you mean that we should. Yeah, I love give that our- <laughs> every other character has to explain <laughs> what she means. And I tell you what's funny about it. <laughs> Never underestimate a droid. In the original episode, I said, oh, they're just going to do what they did in The Sopranos when the actor who played Tony Soprano's mother died. And they yes. just literally used outtakes. Mm. They put her face over some other actress's body. And she just spouts non sequiturs, and then every other character has to explain it. That's exactly what happened in the actual movie. Princess Leia had a head that was too big for her body <laughs> in this movie, and then she just spouted random lines, and everyone had to come along and be like, oh, you mean this? Is that right? <laughs> oh, so when, when Princess Leia said, never underestimate a droid, what she meant was we should go out and find uh, yeah, the, the, the triangle of power. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, boy. Moving on, you said that during Leia's speech, Ray starts hearing Emperor Palpatine's voice, who tells her that Luke died because of his own weakness. That's not the case at all. Emperor Palpatine doesn't sort of infiltrate Ray's mind at all. It's more so Kylo Ren's mind. We're kind of led to believe that in the trailer, in the original trailer. Yeah, that's right. We hear his laugh, so we're like, well, maybe he comes back as a voice, but not yeah. really. No, we didn't know at what capacity Emperor Palpatine would appear in this movie. So I guess it's kind of impressive the way that we in- incorporated it into our plots because we just didn't know. No. You said that Palpatine will talk to Rey through the whole movie. That's not the case at all. You said that we cut to Kylo Ren sitting on a throne and he gives orders to General Hux. General Hux claims that he follows Snoke, not Kylo, so he refuses to follow the orders. And Kylo ends up force choking him for this statement. Now, a lot of that isn't true at all. How ballsy is Hux in my plot? But I gave you half a point because Hux actually betrays Kylo Ren to the resistance because he doesn't want to follow his command because he believed in Snoke over Kylo Ren. Was that his reason? I thought he was just an opportunist that wanted to, you know, get power. Well, the reason he said is like, I just don't want Kylo Ren to be in charge. That's literally what he said to the resistance. He's like, I don't care about your cause. I just don't want Kylo Ren to be in charge. So that's close enough to what you predicted to award half a point. You said that Kylo is aware that Allegiant General Pride wants to take leadership of the First Order for himself. Mm. No, no. Not really. He just wants to be the best Imperial officer that he can be. He's actually a really good employee. Oh man, he is great. He's good in this movie. I really liked him. I mean, he didn't do that much. He was just sort of around to replace Hux. They just wanted someone with more gravitas, I suppose. But yeah, I was kind of glad that he was in the movie for the little that he did. Well, I think they were trying to set him up to be the spy. We all thought he was the spy, and it was a surprise that Hux was, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. Again, that didn't really mean anything to the overall I think it was like a red herring. I didn't even consider that, to be honest. Put us off the trace. That would have been interesting. Yeah, like I said, I didn't even consider that. You said that Kylo decides to seek out Emperor Palpatine because his leadership cannot be questioned. I gave you two points because that's exactly what happens in the movie. They say that in the opening text crawl that Kylo Ren is seeking out the Emperor because he sees as teaming up with the Emperor, his influence will make the First Order invincible. So you were dead on the money there. Nice. That's a good prediction by me. 
You said that there will be star wipes as transitions. I gave you a point because, of course, there were. Yes. I had to pay attention because I barely noticed them in the movie, but they were there. They're everywhere. You said that Poe and Finn, and no one else apparently, are, are traveling through a dodgy, criminal, slummy city. I gave you a point for that because they do technically meet Zori Bliss in a city that is known for illegal droid modifications, and it is somewhat of a slum. Everyone's sort of living on top of each other. Seems like it is, yeah. So that was close enough for me. And you said that here in this city, Poe will meet with an old criminal contact called Zori Bliss who gives them information on the First Order base that is used to store weapons. Now, I know that sounds loose. Uh, it does. But I gave you a point and a half for that because they meet Zori in the city. They do. And she gives them a little token, like a little uh, arcade token that gives them <laughs> magical access to all First Order bases. Where do they use close. that token? Do They, they put- use that to fly into the ship to rescue Chewbacca. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. the only time that they use it. I mean, it would have been a lot more useful at other points, but no, they just do it to rescue Chewbacca. You said that the Resistance wants to destroy the base where they're keeping the weapons. Yeah. Because it's also used to communicate to the whole First Order. And I know you're thinking, oh, that doesn't happen. No, but actually, I gave you a point and a half for that because at the end of the movie, the Resistance needs to destroy a control tower that is used to communicate to the fleet of Star Destroyers. Oh, they do too. I'm so smart. So there's like this little tower that's on a Star Destroyer. Seems kind of silly if you ask me. And it's used to give directions to all the entire... Hundreds of thousands of fleet of Star Destroyers. And they're just like, if we destroy that tower, they won't know what to do. Yeah, that, yeah they'll be just sitting there and just then, being like... And uh, then next we'll... Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just sitting there. They're seeing like resistance ships fly by and they're like, well, we haven't been told to shoot them. So yeah. uh, I, I guess... What was just going on in that let, scene? Let, let them go. They're all these star- There were so many Star Destroyers. Yeah. So many. You could think just with their firepower, their combined firepower, that they would wipe out like the tiny amount of resistance fighters that turn up to fight them. But no, they just sort of like float there and let them do their thing. They let well, the Resistance do their thing. I think it's because they were in amongst the Star Destroyers. If the Star Destroyers tried to shoot the Resistance... They would hit each other. They would hit each other. Okay, which they yeah, do they, say in the movie. They do say that in the movie. And that's why they flew low into where they were. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess why. that makes sense, but it doesn't make for a spectacular battle, yeah, does it? I hedged my bets on this communication system, so I get, I'm glad it paid off in yes. some respect. Yes, it did. You said that Zori, Poe, and Finn are then attacked by a group of cutthroat thugs. This is back on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, they're actually attacked by the First Order, which, funnily enough, you said in the original episode, they're attacked by the First Order. Wait, no, they're not. They're actually attacked by thugs. Damn. So you were on the right track to start with, but then you ended up taking yourself off it. You said that the leader of the group of thugs is Darth Jar Jar Binks. This is quite a rabbit hole that we went down here. So the, the leader of the bad guys is Darth Jar Jar Binks. You've got to take risks. Who was a Sith the whole time. Of one of these course, days. Of one of these days he'll come in there. They will, n- they will never ever do that in a Star Wars movie. Uh, interestingly enough, you thought that Rose Tico would be with the heroes as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't give me points oh, for yeah, that. Actually, actually, sorry, I, I did write that down, but I didn't mention it. You said that Rose Tico would be shown in this in the scene where we first meet up with the Resistance yep. and then fade in the background for the rest of the movie. She was there to hug Finn and then disappear into the background. Which is exactly what happened. So yep. add two points onto what you had already, which I think would be 46. My there apologies, you're exactly right. I was really impressed with that prediction, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I knew that they were going to do that, though. There was no other way that they could do it. They had to stand by their guns and have the character in the movie, but I knew they weren't going to do anything with her in the same capacity as she appeared in episode eight. So yeah. I'm like, they're going to Jar Jar Binks her. Because remember how in episode two and three- He's there, but he's Jar Jar Binks is there, but he's not a contributing character at all. So I knew they were going to do that. Yeah. Man. But look, that, this movie will have an extended edition, a, a director's cut or something no, that'll won't. come out- and Jar Jar Darth Jar Jar will be okay, in there. Okay, fair enough. I thought you were going to say there's going to be a version with more <laughs> with more Rose Tico in it. But yeah, anyway, you thought that Rose Tico would be with our gang and she'll fumble with a taser and manages to accidentally kill Darth Binks. Fantastic scene. Fantastic scene written by me. Nothing like that happens in the movie. So yeah, 
Well, it was a fun moment. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> it was probably more fun than anything that happened in the actual movie. No, I'm not being fair. Look at that. I just redeemed two characters. I said yeah. that in the episode and, you know, credit to me. Disney I, should hire me. I said that it would be more of a redemption if she killed herself. <laughs> but I think that does happen. You said that the gang fights their way out of the thug's hideout and are saved by Lando Calrissian. Who I love called- that I just wrote a scene just to put Darth Jar Jar in this, in yeah. this plot. And oh, I seem I to always do this when we're talking about Star Wars. It was worthwhile because it paid off. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it so didn't. you said they're saved by Lando Calrissian, who you called Lando Calrissi, but you already called him that in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. I gave you half a point because they do meet Lando while they're on an earlier adventure, and he does help them hide from the First Order while they're in the, the kite festival. <laughs> yeah, they do. You said that there's a moment where Lando embraces the <laughs> Millennium Falcon. I'm just imagining him coming <laughs> he, up to it, putting his it. arms around it and going, oh, I missed you, baby. He kisses it. I gave you two points for that because he flies it into the final battle, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's close enough for Yahoo! me. That's him embracing it in a way. Yeah, true. And it's good to see him behind the wheel of the Millennium Falcon, which we both yeah. wanted to see by the sound of it. You said that Leia senses a disturbance in the Force and goes to Maz for counsel. She like rubs her chin and goes, never underestimate a droid. Yeah. And that's her saying she senses a disturbance yeah, in right. the Force. I give you half a point because she does sense some kind of disturbance and rushes into a room to die suddenly. Yes. If you remember that scene. Yes. She's like, oh, something's going on. I better go off and die. Emotional. Yeah. Okay. It's also cute that you thought that Maz would matter at all in this movie, or or any movie in this trilogy. Well, she's there. She's there. She doesn't go to Leia for counsel. No. She doesn't really do anything at all aside from appear. I don't know. We can talk about that later. Oh, my (laughs) God. Uh, You said that we... Oh, continuing this train of thought, you said that we visit Maz in her temple from episode seven. I love that temple. don't. And then while at Maz's temple... It was blown up, by the way, so it was never going to come back. Uh, you said that while at Maz's temple, Luke reveals himself as a force ghost. I gave you a point because none of this happens, but Luke is revealed as a force ghost for the first time in this movie. That's close enough. That Isn't counts. Isn't he a force ghost in the... No, he's not in the... In he's the on segment. his little island. Apparently, yes. he just lives there now. He can go anywhere in the galaxy, but decides to stay on his little island. <laughs> he <laughs> he likes be, it. He could be hanging out with his buddies. He could be helping out the resistance, <laughs> but no. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn and Yoda, hanging out with them, but... Nope. Nope. He just it's wants to, a, it's the he Jedi wants to stay a It's the Jedi life. He wants to live with those porgs. You said that Luke continues his training with Rey and teaches her how to fight Kylo Ren. Nope, that doesn't happen at no, all. No, not really. I mean, he appears- he counsels her in not turning to the dark side. Essentially, he says, "Don't throw, don't throw your lightsaber into into the fire." Yeah, exactly. You know, but I like that after the last movie where it opens with Luke Skywalker just casually tossing his lightsaber over his shoulder. In this movie, it's like a Jedi's weapon needs more respect. Yeah, because he learned a lesson. It's, char- say, it's he, character he development. He did say that. He's like, I was wrong. I changed since then because we have different writers now. Yes. <laughs> White character's different now. You said that as a part of this training, Rey fights a vision of herself as an evil Jedi. Give me points, please. I gave you a point for that because she does come across this vision of her as an evil Jedi in the wreckage. Well, a Sith, I suppose. Uh, in the Death Star wreckage, but it's only there for spooks. She just comes in and goes, <laughs> that's it. I watched the original... Uh, third movie. What's that? Ep- no. Episode. No. Episode. What's that episode? You mean uh, Star Wars episode six? Yeah, episode six. Tried to find that door that she goes in. I couldn't find it's it. It's not there. <laughs> it's, it's not. not I did exist. the same thing. It it's exist. not there. That's a huge retcon. That was so stupid. I was sitting there the whole time being like, there's no door there. There's no door. There's clearly no door there. There's a window there. In fact, if you walked out there in that movie, you'd be in the vacuum of space. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. Maybe it was a secret door, though. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. The Emperor would have secret doors. Yeah, surely. Or maybe it was a second throne room it's where he had a secret dungeon door. sex dungeon he has. Yes. Yeah, because we know that he's, he's having sex. We know that. <laughs> you said that Maz, still Maz, is involved in your plot here. 
Maz and Luke reveal to Ray that Kylo is trying to find the Emperor. I actually give you half a point for this because Ray becomes aware of this plan through uh, General Hux revealing this information as a spy to the Resistance. Uh, but, you know, she didn't learn this from Maz or Luke. No. Maz doesn't really do anything. And you also said, here we go. Here we go. That Maz and Luke also reveal, again, Maz. <laughs> She's there. Also reveal that Ray's parents are <laughs> Leia and Han. <laughs> and you went, let me explain. Yeah, okay. Let me explain. You also revealed that you didn't think this through at all, which was hilarious. I remember saying this and like some beads of sweat came yeah. down my like- Here we go. I was like, please, Kieran, don't here question this. Please don't question this. Here is your explanation. You said that Leia was somehow- a you said that Leia was somehow unaware that Ray was her daughter uh-huh. because she thought she was dead as a baby. <laughs> and then she was stolen and forgotten about during a war. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she she had so baby. many things to unpack she was, there. She was just like, I think the baby's dead. I think I said the baby was stolen as well. Yes, you do. I just you know, said she, that. She put him in there in the in the trash and it went in the yes. vacuum of space. And, uh, and then there was a war and someone was just like, oh, is that a baby? I know there's a war on, but is that a baby? I'm going <laughs> to take that. Let me take this baby to whatever planet we take it to. And then they forgot about that they had the dead baby. Like, oh, yeah. That was a baby we had. <laughs> no, that didn't happen in the movie at all. So many people, so many people, Matty D, thought in the lead up to the movie that there was no way that Rey wouldn't be <laughs> the daughter of Han Solo and Princess Leia. They thought that there's no way. It's a done deal. And they're like, well, it doesn't make much sense, but they're going to explain it in a way that makes sense in this movie. So yeah, well, it, it, it's, you're definitely not alone there. It seemed to be the simplest explanation. They kind of thread. They had the seeds for this, for that twist in I, the movie. I don't think they did at all. Well, they sort of like in the first movie, how like Han Explain had yourself. This, well, Han had this. Look, look, listen here, Kieran. <laughs> listen here, Kieran. And- I would never in a million years thought that the old decrepit emperor was out there banging people being like... They were never going to have a good explanation, no matter what. (laughs) I thought, to be honest, I thought the best explanation was in episode eight when they were like, oh, you're nobody. You're not related to anybody in the universe. You're your own person. And you just happen to have these skills as a Jedi just because of your own flair and talent. Great. That was good enough of an explanation for me. No, they were never going to do that. No, no, no. You are my daughter. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing Emperor Palpatine like, in that, in that yeah. moment, but yeah, uh, uh, you know. Oh, jeez. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, we, no. we can't talk all day. <laughs> right, so. Join me in my boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I kind of, there had to be a twist, and that was the simplest explanation, so I threw it out there because I thought that's where they were going to go. I didn't know how. It was so hard, but... What do you want from me? <laughs> well, you said that the reveal of Ray's parents will be better handled in the movie. And I tell you what, it wasn't. The reveal that the shriveled old Emperor Palpatine had a son who was Ray's dad was so sloppy that it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we're just laughing about it now. <laughs> oh, man, that's ridiculous. So, yeah, to your credit. I'm afraid you find my well, sex drive quite operational. <laughs> exactly. We made so many of these jokes after you first watched yep. the movie. None of them are suitable for our audience. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Next up, you said that the First Order attacks Maz's temple a second time? They're back to finish the job from episode seven? We do love Maz's temple in Maddie D-Land. And our heroes are rescued by Lando and Chewie. Now, I gave you half a point for this, because this doesn't actually deserve any real points, but Lando and Chewie do swoop in to rescue our heroes in the Falcon during the final battle. 
So I think that was worth half a point. Thank you. And you said that our heroes will fly to a secret base on a new planet. I gave you two points for that because Ray does go to the Emperor's secret temple that's on a new planet towards the end of the movie. Yeah. It's close enough for me. It's kind of a secret base of sorts. Thank you. You said that our heroes sneak into the base and attempt to destroy it from within. I gave you half a point because Finn, Ray, Poe, and C-3PO sneak aboard the Star Destroyer to rescue Chewbacca at some point in the movie. And get the knife as well. Yeah, that's right. And you said that we'll see Princess Leia fight off waves. Well, General Leia, sorry. We'll see General Leia fight off waves of bad guys using the Force. Oh my God, that'd have been great. No, I mean, we see a lightsaber fighting. We see like a dodgy special effect of uh, her lightsaber fighting with... uh, with Luke Skywalker. I was so happy to see that. because doesn't count, As though. you know me, that was the movie I wanted to see in my childhood. Oh, yeah. Was those two running around with lightsabers. Oh, absolutely. Slicing things up. That was actually George Lucas's original plan for the sequel trilogy as well. That would have been amazing. And so, if Princess Leia yes. had finished, they said in the movie, when I finished Leia's Jedi training, why didn't she help out at all? Why was she never there on the front lines with a lightsaber, like, swooping it? I know that Carrie Fisher couldn't physically do That's it. why. That's why. I know that she, oh, her oh. mental capacity wasn't there. She could barely remember her lines. She, you know, she was she didn't have the physicality that she had in the past. She wasn't even the same character that she was in the other movies basically. I know that they couldn't physically do it, but how good would have it been if she did force lightning? Yes, that would have been amazing. Well, force lightning specifically the Sith. I know, but something like that. Like if she just swooped in with a lightsaber instead of just doing her weird Mary Poppins through space thing Love that she that. does. Ugh. Yeah, I would have she liked- She could have helped the whole time. Luke was completely capable at the same age. I, I would have liked if she did more Jedi stuff. Um, but I think you think you're right. I think that and they didn't have her filmed doing that stuff, so yeah. can't really do that. Again, you thought it was gonna happen with the footage that I, they had. I hoped and prayed that it was gonna happen. You said that the mission will go wrong and Leia sacrifices herself by blowing up the base and herself. Mm. No. Now, I actually give you two points as a bonus for correctly predicting that Leia will die in the movie. You didn't say she died, did you? No, I didn't. Uh. So, I thought it was worthwhile. You did predict she'd die. That's a bold prediction. So, I gave you two points well, for that. It seems like these, as a movies, bonus. these movies set out like Han died in the first one, second one Luke died, and it just seemed yep. to make sense that Leia would die in the third one. Yep, and the franchise too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're keeping your cards very close not, to your it's chest. Not, it's far from being dead at this point. You said that the Resistant takes on the First Order in an all-out space war. I gave you a point for that because points. at the end of the movie, they have an all-out space war, but this was very prominent in the trailers, and it's a Star Wars movie. Of course that's going to happen. You said that the Resistance think that they're screwed because the First Order outnumber them. Oh, boy, do they. Oh, they do big time. Two points for you there. And you said that the Resistance, here we go, are joined at the last minute by citizens from all over the galaxy. That's exactly what happens. That's two points. I wish I could give you more points for that. The best prediction I made. Yes. And when I saw that, when I I was in cinemas, when I saw that scene and they all come out, you know, all these ships, all these rickety ships come out and I'm just like, they're citizens all over the galaxy. I was like... There was even someone in a in a fridge. Like I predicted. No, I was awesome. like, oh, thank you. Thank you, movie. Give me something. Yeah. Well, I did two points. You said that we'll see the citizens. This is on the street and on different planets. We'll see the citizens are overthrowing the First Order all over the galaxy. Now, the First Order don't actually have control of the galaxy the same way that the no. Galactic Empire did. And we also don't see that. So the First Order are more of an invading force rather than having control well, of the galaxy. we see them in that snow-capped planet where Zori's from, where they're just like harassing Well, they're people. arriving looking for the resistance, yeah, so they're going around harassing true. people. They don't have the same grip no, that no, the Empire do. they don't. But I guess Like it, I said, we don't see this, so it doesn't matter. In, in my head in this plot, they're becoming a bigger force than they are in this movie. Yeah, that's right. You said that Rose and Finn are on a planet. First of all, Rose isn't there. And they end up surrounded by stormtroopers. No, that doesn't happen no. at all. 
You said that Finn will make a motivational speech. I like this a lot. Oh my god, a tear falls down my cheek. What a Finn great moment. makes a motivational speech, which causes some of the stormtroopers to have an uprising and turn against their own kind. That's cool, that's awesome. Killing their brethren. Yes. That's terrible. No. Now, Because I gave them choice. Down. They have choice. And you better settle give me down. a point because Jana kind of does this. Settle down, you get a bonus half a point, not a full point. Because Finn randomly comes across a troop of runaway stormtroopers who contribute almost nothing to the movie, aside from Jana helping out a little. Yes. So that was worth half a point. And there. they uprised, so, you know. Well, they didn't uprise, they just sort of ran away. I kind of thought it'd be a cool motif to be like, you don't have to be bad, guys. You don't have, yeah. to, you don't have to be part of the first order. It doesn't order. really make sense. You I mean, sure, they tried to explain it in this movie by having that other troop of runaway stormtroopers, uh-huh. but it doesn't really make sense that, like, Finn is such an outlier and nobody else ever, like, overcome the brainwashing from childhood, the brainwashing that the stormtroopers drummed into them. Yeah. Well, I guess they address it in that At movie. At least they, but- they attempted to uh, give it somewhat of an explanation or more of a, a reason with yeah. having other people who it had happened to. But as I said, they don't contribute anything to the movie. And, uh, yeah. I remember people theorised that- It just gives Finn a third love interest. <laughs> a different love interest each movie. Yeah. But I think people were theorising as well that Finn was uh, connected with the Force somehow. I well, remember that is. was in the in the early movie, but he so is. They, they confirm why. that in this movie because he goes, "Oh, Ray, I never told you." And I, I suppose you're supposed to think, "Oh, I never told you." I love you. I love you. But no, you're supposed to say, "I never told you that I'm." You know, I can feel the force. I have force powers because all throughout the movie, it's shown that he can sense things. He can, you know, see things before they happen, so on and so forth. Mm. I think they did a sloppy job handling that because it wasn't clear. But in the second time watching, I'm like, "Oh, that's what they're trying to say." And this is something that wasn't evident in the previous two movies either. It's just something that happened to him overnight. He was yeah. just like, suddenly I feel the force. Look at me. Hang around Ray. Because <laughs> he's in love. Hang around Ray often enough. and force, I can The force of love. You know, if she's not going to rub off on me, at least part of her can rub off on me in a good way. Oh, that was terrible. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Back to your plot. You said that Poe and Lando have a moment to show off their ace piloting skills in this final battle. I give you a point for that because they do. Yeah. Yeah, but no shit, Sherlock. Of course they're going to do that. Uh, then the whole gang goes to a stormy ocean planet after this final battle. The movie continues after the final battle. More action scenes. Give them to me. I give you a point there because they do go to the stormy ocean planet. It's one of the moons of Endor where the remnants of the Death Star have fallen. We've talked about this already. You said that Ray has come here to track down Kylo Ren. I actually gave you half a point because while that isn't the case, Kylo actually does turn up here to fight Ray. Yeah, you got to have your big space fight, your big dog fight, and then you got to have the two Jedi's fight at the end, like the big yeah. good versus evil thing. So, you know, I, I, I can understand why I said that. You said that on this planet there's going to be a destroyed space station that Ray insists on entering alone. Now, that's worth two points because, first of all, it's the Death Star, so it's probably the most famous space station in all of Star Wars lore. And then Ray, of course, does insist on going in alone after magically holding up the knife. And she just happened to be standing in, in the, the right exact place. right position where she could hold it up. And the, the bottom of the knife lined oh, up with the, with oh, the, the wreckage. Yeah. And she's like, that's where I need to go. How did that happen? I don't know. Oh, it's the force. It's the mysteries of the force. I don't know. And the, and the wreckage had to be a certain way. And- yeah. And it wasn't like decroded over the years. It wasn't yeah. rusted. So it's it lucky Ray wasn't, you know, standing a few steps to her left. Yeah, or exactly. She would be like, well. I'm uh, lost. Uh, Let's go, it? guys. You said that in this wreckage of the space station, Palpatine will appear as a force ghost? <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like a smoke monster force ghost. A smoke monster. Yeah, I suppose so. JJ uh, Abrams. There you go. Oh, we- I finally put it together. I yes. didn't get it in the original did- episode. Yeah, well, I was making a lost call. Yeah. There we go. But, uh, you know, we, we knew our Palpatine might be in this movie, and it just made sense that he would be a ghost form. And yeah, I knew he that makes more sense. He can't it? be a force ghost, so I thought maybe he'd be like a corrupted version of the force yeah. ghost. Yeah. 
that would be interesting, but no, that's not what they did. He was just alive. <laughs> Through a machine. Yeah, somehow. Or was he a clone? It's been theorised that he is a clone. That doesn't explain why he's all, like, decrepit and decayed. I guess they're they're not very good at making clones anymore. Or he's being kept alive by this machine. Yeah, it's not clear. They never explain it in the movie, so it doesn't, you know. Yeah. He's not a force ghost. We can can confirm that. I mean, I have issues, like, all over the place. My major issue with this movie is that the fact that Palpatine's in it to begin with, so. That is not an issue I have at all. Oh, we can talk about it afterwards. But, yeah, so back to your plot. We're almost at the end. Uh, Oh, by the way, at this stage, we mentioned this earlier, I point out that the space station might actually be the Death Star, and you agreed. You are like, yes, that definitely could be the case. But we didn't concretely say, oh, this is the Death Star. But, yeah, we were on the right track without actually knowing. And then we watched the trailer afterwards. We were like, oh, no. Yeah, we covered this already. Now, you said that Palpatine gives a monologue about the importance of anger and the potential in Rey. Now, I gave you a point for that because he sort of does. Does. Basically, he does do that. You said that Rey refuses to join the dark side. Well done, And she starts a fight with Kylo. I gave you half a point because Ray does refuse to join the dark side. Of course, she's done with fighting Kylo at this point. He's a great guy now. He doesn't say any dialogue at this point. No. Turns up to save the day in his t-shirt. Yeah, in his, in his baggy t-shirt. Yeah. He fights his friends. Yeah, the Knights of Ren. Oh, what a disappointment they were. You said that Ray and Kylo have a fight that spills out into the streets. That's your favourite. <laughs> I just wrote here, ha ha, typical Maddie D. <laughs> That's your favourite trope. You know, the streets. The, the, the streets, dingy nightclub. <laughs> the streets outside of uh, the Death Star. Yes. And you said that Ray tells Kylo that she's his sister. Oh, nope. You said that Ray defeats Kylo but decides to spare his life. Two points there because that yes. happened earlier in the movie. In fact, it happened in this location earlier in the movie. And you said that Kylo uses force lightning on Ray. What a jerk. Oh, yeah, how cool is force lightning? Ironically, only Ray can use force lightning in this movie and uh, Kylo yeah. can't. Yeah. While the Emperor can use and it. And that's a Sith power, so... Yeah. That's interesting. Because he's related to Emperor Palpatine. And this movie's sort of positing the idea that only Palpatine and his descendants can use Sith right. Lightning. Right. Okay. Although in the expanded Star Wars lore, basically any Sith can use Sith Lightning. Yeah, I thought Sith Lightning was a dark force. Well, no. anyway. No other Sith in the movies are shown to use it except for Palpatine. Yes. And so Ray, they're just suggesting that she's definitely his lineage by doing it herself. But yeah, again, they've already established in other stuff that most Sith can do it. So it sort of doesn't make sense here. Mm. Anyway, back to your plot. You said that Kylo, after being a jerk, realises the error of his ways and turns his power on the space station they're in. It's already destroyed, so I don't know why well, you could destroy it any further. My theory was that he could only exist in the space station. Like, his body was attached to a location, so the only way to destroy him is to destroy the location. Which has already been destroyed, so it's sitting as a wreck in like, the middle of the ocean. Yeah, well, I was like, force ghosts are attached to nature, so maybe Sith force ghosts are attached yeah. to, like, material I things. I get what you're going for, but I don't see how force lightning could destroy this location. But uh, we're going with what you're saying. They destroyed several space uh, star course, destroyers. This <laughs> oh, no, destroys, ships. in your plot, this destroys the Emperor for good. In the actual movie, this doesn't happen at all, so who nope. cares? Nope. You said that Kylo tells Rey to leave. He's like, get out of here, as he plans to die alongside the Emperor. You said that Rey convinces Kylo to turn to the light side of the Force, and they leave together alive and happy. Yay. No. No. Half a point, because Kylo does turn to the light side of the Force, but no, he dies. He ends up giving up his life to bring Rey back to life. I like that he turns up, she's dead, he holds her close, and he puts his, like, Force Force powers into him, and she comes to life, and she's like, oh... Thank you, kissy kissy, and then he dies, and I was hoping there'd be a scene like when she's like, "Oh no," and then brings him back to life, and then she dies, <laughs> and then he brings her back to life, and then it's just continual well, back they and don't, forth. They don't have that much force life, you know. In it them. was such like a Romeo and Juliet moment. You remember how at the end of Romeo and Juliet, like <laughs> Romeo thinks that uh, yes, Juliet is drinks dead, the poison, and then drinks poison and dies, and then she wakes up. It was exactly like that, pretty much. 
Uh, you said that the resistance celebrates. I give you a point. There was plenty of celebration. There was a lesbian kiss. Yeah, Everyone probably, probably not each in other. all versions of the movie. No, I can guarantee you it wasn't. Maybe pulled from the Chinese audience yes, and other I can audiences. I guarantee you it was not in that Well cut. done, Disney. You're really pushing the needle there. Yeah, and it was so brief too. Uh, and you said that Ray becomes a princess. <laughs> don't or, laugh. Or a governor. Don't, don't laugh. Or a governor. She's either a princess or What's a governor. What's wrong with Take being a princess? <laughs> it's just silly. I'm just Royalty. imagining her as a Disney princess. Yeah. And she's the leader of the resistance. Yay. Uh, why would they need a resistance at this point, my just, She's the governor. She's lead. She's, why do they need a resistance in the first place, I suppose? She's the new leader. Yeah. But you said she's the leader of the resistance. The resistance of uh, something. You said that the galaxy becomes a democratic state. Thank you. We don't know well, if it does, so I didn't give you any points. I guess it already is, technically. And you said that Kylo goes off and starts his own Jedi Academy with Broom Boy from the previous movie. <laughs> nope, no one gives yes. a shit about Broom Boy from the previous movie. That Only doesn't me. happen. Only me. And you said that all the Force Ghosts will turn up and applaud right at the all just clapping. <laughs> and she's like bowing and they're throwing flowers to <laughs> Hang her. Hang on. Hang on, because that does kind of happen. She does look out and sees uh, the Force Ghost of Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. All right, you get half a point. Thank you. I, I kind of like that they're all applauding. Them. Yeah. <laughs> well done, yay! And you said that there'll also be oh, pod racing in the and, movie. And, he, and, he, and she hears the voices of all the previous Jedi yeah, as well. Yeah, but they're not applauding her. Like, we don't see them. We're all in you, That Ray. was actually a cool scene. Aside from the ridiculous idea of them all being inside her at the same time. Yeah. Okay. And they got Alec Guinness even. Yeah. His like, voice. Because <laughs> apparently he says, like, laser ray or something yeah. in one of the scenes. Ray gun. Just, <laughs> yeah, ray gun. That's it. Something along those lines. So, yeah, no pod racing either. Liam Neeson was in there. Liam Neeson was. They should have had Jar Jar Binks in there. <laughs> well, he's, he's a Sith. I swear to God, he's a Sith. No, they did have Hayden Christensen in there he as well. He was there too, yeah. Yeah. You said that there, the final point you said there will be pod racing in the movie. Nope. There was not pod racing There's in the movie. Not. Why would they do that? Because everyone like, oh, well, pod racing is cool. Pod racing was a good thing in the first movie. I don't know why they've never brought that back. I don't think anyone liked it, buddy. What? You did. Yes. In the, in the video game, it was great. Pod racing. Yeah, this that was fun for a few minutes. <laughs> now, this is pod racing. Yeah. Okay, so that was everything you predicted, yes. which gives you a total of 36 and a half points. Oh, okay. I thought I had more than that, but you know, mm. it sounded like I did I pretty well. I broke everything down. I, you did fairly well. I wasn't expecting you to get more than 10, to be honest, listening back to your plot. <laughs> and we're only 10 apart, really. Yeah, yeah 46, so we're pretty close. There we go. Maybe you were more generous than I was, but I was giving you bonus points left, right, and center if you didn't notice. Yeah, I was more generous than you. Yeah, I uh, guess so. You know right, what? No, I'll, I'll land on that. I, I, there was a terrible plot, let's be honest. Let's be real, but- Oh, you mean the actual movie or No, your my one? plot. Because I'm agreeing with both there. My plot. And my plot was terrible as well. Yeah, so. we had no idea. We had no, no idea. And neither did the filmmakers. Let's talk about and our we, thoughts you know, on the we movie. We had nothing to go off. So, yeah, let's talk about our thoughts on the movie. So, do if it isn't obvious, yes. If it isn't obvious already, obviously, Matty D loved this movie. I love this movie. No, let's let's actually do a little bit of background. Let's do a little bit of setup sure. here before sure. we do this thing. Let's talk about our cinema going experience. <laughs> so. Correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Did we go on opening day or did we go maybe on the Saturday a couple of days after opening day? I remember it was very, very, very close to when it opened. So I don't think it was... Knowing us, we probably didn't go opening day because we we're like, yeah. fuck that noise. Well, I typically so, go on opening day, but I thought, you know, first opening day of like Star Wars might be too crowded. Yeah. So I think we went a couple of days afterwards. Yes. If it came in on a Thursday, we probably went on a Saturday. In fact, yeah. I know we did go on a Saturday. Yeah. So you went Saturday night. I went Saturday morning. We were planning to go together, but you were too busy to go first thing in the morning. No, it was Friday. It was the second day. Yeah, because you were at work. Yes. And I was available to go first thing in the morning. So I went at 10 a.m. in the morning. You went after work. 
Yes. So, yeah, this was day two. I don't know why that's important, but you, there was nothing out. There was nothing revealed. Hadn't come out in the US at this stage. No, we didn't see it. And so, I went in all excited. I'm always excited to see a new Star Wars movie. I always go in with the best intentions. And you went in, presumably all excited that big, evening. Big bucket of popcorn, ready to see this movie. And I remember as soon as I walked out of the movie, I sent you a, a message because I was like, there's no way, there's no way that we're going to have differing opinions on this movie. So, I was just like, Matty D, I want to see your face. I want to see, <laughs> I want you to send me a photo of your face when you come out of the cinema. <laughs> So, I want to see your reaction because I know we're going to have the exact yes. same reaction. So, of course, when I watched the movie, I think I got maybe up to the scene where she heals the giant snake. And that was the point where, like, the smile, like, started to fade away from my face. And I was just like, hang on, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> and then I was like, there's no way. And then by the end of the movie, I was scowling, shaking my head. Arms were Clenching folded. Clenching your fists. I wasn't that upset. I was just like, I was just mad that it wasn't better, to be mm. honest. I was extremely disappointed with the direction that the movie went in. Sure. And I walked out angry. I walked out angry. I was just like, really? That was the best that they could come up with after all these years? Really? And so I sent Matty D an angry message saying, you know, I want to see your reaction when you come out. Because I'm fully expecting Matt to be like, yeah, that was so stupid with it sending me an angry face on his phone. Yeah, well, now, now I, you, didn't, you didn't say whether you liked it or you no, didn't No, I like didn't. It. So all I got from you was... Just watch the movie. I really want you to take a photo of your face and send it to me so I yeah, know what your yeah, reaction is. Yeah, that's right. Was. So, what was the photo yes. I sent? So, a couple of hours later, I get a photo from- oh, So, he was going into the cinemas. I was like, okay, I know I've got yep. about two hours, 20 minutes till I get his reaction. And then after two hours, 20 minutes, I get a photo of Matty D grinning ear to ear <laughs> with a big, like, goofy look on his face and saying, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> It was! And he's like, we got so much stuff right, which I, I don't quite agree with. Well, surprisingly, we got a lot more right than we should have. Yeah, exactly. And then I couldn't believe it. Like, I think we saw each other a couple of days later and we just we just had a huge fight. <laughs> we were, I think it was your birthday. We met up for your birthday mm. a couple of days later. Yeah. And the whole time we were walking out in the hot sun, it was about a 40 degree day. It was that day, was it? Yeah. Yeah, we I decided were, to do a bar crawl at like the hottest day of the year. It was about 45 degrees in the middle of summer. And we, we were just walking along, just arguing <laughs> over why the movie was good or why the movie was bad. Uh -huh. I guess- what can we really say? I'm, and I feel like I have zero energy. I, like, I feel like I poured yep. all my energy into doing the notes for this episode and re-watching the movie. Like, I just feel like I could rail on this movie for a really long time, say everything that I didn't like about it. I think that we've sort of explored it already throughout the episode. So I guess the really only way that we can do it succinctly is to say why you thought it was a good movie and why I didn't think it was a good movie. Sure. As briefly as possible. I'll, yeah, I'll try to be because I watched this movie. I thought you would have loved it too. Because after... Uh, the second movie was fine, and I did like The Force Awakens, but I was not—I didn't have like lofty expectations for it. And I watched it recently for this episode, and I thought maybe my opinion would change. I thought your opinion might change I as don't well. Know why? This movie was so much fun. I, I don't understand why this cop so much hate because I came in the cinemas. It was fun. They were having fun with it. Nothing was too serious. I, I There are people that watch these Star Wars movies and like, it's too political. It's too serious. Duh, 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 duh. You got what you wanted. This is a, a, a fun movie. And then Palpo's in it. I love that. Force lightning. That wins me over. That's That was fucking excellent. And the horses in the oh. in space. I was having the Riding best time. Riding the horses like, on the, the Star Destroyer. This is amazing. I don't know how that makes this sense. Why not? I, I thought I liked it. Because it's stupid? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun. So you enjoyed it as like a, a dumb sort of action movie. I enjoyed it as a Star movie, Wars movie. And in fact, movie. I, I rewatched this movie and my housemate came in. He's like, oh, you're watching this shit movie. I was like, he yeah. liked it. 
Well, but if it's the same housemate that I think well, it is, initially he was defending the movie, and well, then apparently over the year his his opinion changed. Yeah. Well, he sat down with me, and every time like he would be like, "Oh, this is so stupid. It makes no sense. Why are they riding horses?" I was like, "That's awesome on a spaceship." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was in in, in, the, in the atmosphere. I, sure. When I saw that, I was like, "That's that's excellent." I love the scene where Kylo Ren like is is running to save uh, Ray, and they have like they switch the lightsabers between them. Oh man. Well, that bit was all right. That was, it was, was fun. There was a, a few good moments. Admittedly, there was a few good moments in the film. But as I was watching, I was like, this would be good in a better movie. Yeah. I guess the only thing I didn't love is because I, w- I wanted to see Leia more and I, <laughs> I didn't like all how right. they did that. But, you know, the fact that they had her in the movie and they didn't, you know, see Gia or whatever, I, I respect that. Got to see all Abram's friends. Everyone's having a good time. The movie didn't drag or bore or there was no there was no extended chase sequence. It was like there was stuff happening all the time. What can I like? It was it was great, and Palpatine was in it. I I, I loved right. seeing him again. And so then, this, is, this is obviously your opinion. This is this you is being opinion. dogmatic. This is me. This obviously, is my, everything we say is just opinion. Yeah, this is my opinion. And the fact that when we first as as soon as I watched this movie, and as soon as I saw Palpatine, and as soon as he turned around and said, "What is what's the quote? The Force uh, deals with ways that many consider unnatural." I was like, that movie had me. I was like, win. Well, that was a line from the episode three. Yes, which I was like, why are they referencing that? Why are they referencing things people don't like? Why not? I love that. Save the stuff from the, you know, use stuff from the original, not the original, save stuff from the prequels. Yeah, I suppose so. It's always interesting when they go to that well. And in these movies, they had so many characters that would just kind of be there and just like, they're there because we have to have them there. But you had C-3PO having his memory wiped and that, all that stuff was funny. I liked that. You know, they did something with him. They did something with Chewbacca, you know? But they did better stuff, in my opinion. They did better stuff with C-3PO in other movies. And they did better stuff with Chewbacca in other movies. But it seemed like some of these, like this recent trilogy, they were there for the sake of being there. Yeah, absolutely. Just like hanging around. And And they they didn't have to be there. And Yeah, they didn't have to be there. But at least they gave them stuff to do. And I thought the death of Leia was really touching. I thought... Um, I thought the scene with Han Solo and um, no, that was good. As I said, I enjoyed oh, that. Look at this! All you you trash this. I enjoyed movie that, and like- I said that would be better in a better movie. That'd be a good scene in a better movie. I mean, I'd prefer if Leia was the person, yes, doing it. But obviously, they couldn't do that. But no. I thought that was a really touching scene. There was so many good moments, and you know what? I said this in the original episode, but there are so many people coming out here and just being like, "This is stupid. I did not miss Star Wars." It's like, shut up, enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's not fucking Citizen Kane. Enjoy it for what it is. And I did. And I did enjoy it. I'm glad you did. In fact, I'm jealous that you did. It's fun. I'm jealous of anybody who enjoyed this movie, to be Maybe honest. Maybe I'm a simple man, but like, and, and when they when they when the X-Wing came up, I was like, yeah. It, it was hitting nostalgia buttons. It was, you know, there was there was a lot of action. There was a lot of lightsaber fights. I got to see the yellow lightsaber, which I've always wanted to see in a movie, where she fought well, with that. It was that, in episode anyway. two. Uh, the yeah, it was briefly in, in briefly in episode yeah. two. She, she, she didn't fight with the yellow lightsaber either. She just had one at the end. And you know what? That ending where she went back to Tatooine was really touching. I mean- Who are you? It's kind I know of, everyone on this planet. Who are you? It was kind of funny that she said, I'm Skywalker, and everybody everybody had a problem with that. But I don't know. I thought that was like kind of kind of touching. And she buried those lightsabers. Yes. I, was, I remember watching that and being like, why? Uh, putting the past to bed, Kieran. Yeah, they should have started the trilogy that way. So, you know, I thought there was a lot to enjoy. There was a lot of lot of stuff that was revisited. There was a lot of cool stuff, fun stuff. They had fun with it. I, I, and I had fun with it. I went, re-watched, glad. rewatched this movie. I was laughing. I was smiling. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was laughing too. Let me tell you that. <laughs> and I was sitting with somebody who was just like, that's stupid. So many people. So man. your experience was ruined the second time. And also, by the way, there were so many complaints people had about this trilogy yeah. that 
I felt in the third movie, this movie we're covering now, they they fixed. So people are like, oh, Ray is too overpowered and too much of a Mary Sue, even though people only say Mary Sue when referring to a female because no one's complaining about Dwayne The Rock Johnson being overpowered in like Fast and Furious. Oh, she's too overpowered. It's ridiculous. I, I think I had plenty of complaints about that. To they, be gave, they gave her a character arc. They gave her like her struggling with her rage and stuff. And so people are still not happy with that. People can go to hell. And like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with Ray in this movie, to be I thought they did honest. a lot of good stuff with Ray. I wouldn't say it was good. And- Oh, but I didn't have a problem with Chewbacca it. Chewbacca didn't react to Han dying. Well, she, he reacted to, you know, Leia, Leia dying. dying. That was cool. Oh, he never got his medal. He got his medal. He got his medal. Isn't everyone <laughs> happy now? I thought that was a nice scene. <laughs> Fair enough. What a great movie this was. Okay. A great movie, you're saying. Well, I thought it was good. You're I, I definitely. I think it, I think The Force Awakens was better, but okay. this was still good. Now, let's, let's really hurt everybody's feelings. What would you rank as your top three Star Wars movies of all time? Of all time. Oh, jeez. Out um, of the nine. Let's just keep it in the nine. So we're not including like Rogue the One top, or The Solo. top ones. Yeah. Because okay. I know that Solo is definitely going to be in your top three. Yeah, no. Attack of the Clones is the worst one by far. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, well, I think for me, the first one. As in as Star in Wars Episode New- 4 and New Hope. Yeah, New Hope. A New Hope, The Emperor Strikes Back, Force Awakens, and this one are the best and probably that's four. Uh, I said three. Top three. So if I was to say, if I was to rank these, so, top so three, four, five, and seven, basically, are your top. I would three. say, I would say, first is Emperor Strikes Back. Okay. Yep. So next five. one. Yep. Five. Next one is A New Hope. Number yep, one. So the four. And the third one is The Force Awakens. There you go. Episode seven. Which you really enjoyed that movie, so I'm not at all surprised that you put it in your top three. And then if I was to extend it, it would probably be you know after after that it'd probably be the. The sixth movie and, and yeah. this movie. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. What about you? Uh, well, I haven't said my opinions on the oh, movie yet. Tell me your opinions on this movie. I'm not going to ramble for as long as you did, because I Sorry. said keep it succinct, and you just went on and on like a meatloaf song there. <laughs> well, I held it in for so long. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, yeah, like I said, I was more so... I wasn't really angry at this movie. I was more so disappointed. And then as a result of that, I, I guess I should just say I'm very disappointed by this sequel trilogy overall. I think specifically this movie and the direction that it ended up taking the overall sequel trilogy hurt my opinion on all three movies. Okay. So <laughs> I enjoyed episode seven when it came out. I had a really good time with that movie. I didn't mind episode eight. I didn't love it. But then this movie for me is just like, it just made those other two movies unwatchable. It's just like, there's no point for me to, in- there's nothing I can appreciate in those other two movies anymore just because I know that everything they set up doesn't have a payoff in my opinion. Yeah. So the, d- the directions that they went in really upset me. And then the other thing that annoyed me, I guess, again, disappointed me was what was the point of the original trilogy if this is the direction that the sequel trilogy went in? So that means that by having Emperor Palpatine alive the whole time and in charge of the First Order and killing off all our, you know, beloved main characters, mm-hmm. that means that they achieved nothing in the original trilogy. So that the end of the sixth movie becomes hollow because they didn't defeat the Emperor. The Emperor comes back with a vengeance and well, come they on. end up killing off all our characters. They defeat so, his empire. Yeah, the Empire's overthrown, but then we're never shown a world without the Empire. We're shown for a few like maybe for 30 minutes in episode 7 until they're wiped out by the First Order that there is a, you know, Galactic Republic or whatever it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, that really hurts my opinion of these movies. And uh, the fact as well, the fact as well that they're all very loose remakes of the original trilogy really annoys me because I'm just like, you could have, you had every opportunity to do something new. You could have introduced new characters. You could have had cameos from the old characters. They didn't have to play a big part at all. Uh, uh, you, you, you had young Admiral Akbar, <laughs> who I loved. He yeah, was well, he had a cameo. That was fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt like they lent 
I feel like they focused on the wrong elements of what we liked about those other movies. So I felt like, first of all, they, they lent too hard on just copying the plots of the original trilogy, you know, basically beat for beat. I mean, I could spend time and break it down beat for beat, but, you know, anybody knows, anybody knows that all three of these new movies are basically beat for beat remakes of that original trilogy. And I really wanted them to take the movies in a different direction. Okay. You know, it wasn't different enough. It wasn't different enough. They leaned too much on that. But then my other problem is, you're going to say that I'm talking at both sides of my mouth here, but bear with me. The other issue I had was that, and I said this, and this is not me retroactively claiming this either. I said when we did that original episode, these new movies are fine, but they don't feel like they're in the same universe as the other two trilogies to me. Yes. They don't feel consistent to the Star Wars movies, and they don't feel consistent to each other. Would you say the prequels feel consistent to the original trilogy? They feel like they're in the same universe, absolutely, uh-huh. because we see similar planets, we see similar alien species. They don't have any of those classic... From the other six movies, they don't have any of those aliens in these new movies. We see some of them. Like what? Uh, there's, there's a few, like, well, the Ewoks, firstly. Uh, but there is- yeah, that is a brief moment. But yeah. for the most part, the, the whole universe in these new trilogy are populated by brand new creature designs, which, first of all, sure, that's fine, but there's nothing to indicate that we're- nothing to, that feels familiar about this universe. When they meet uh, Barbie, they, they go through- Barbie? Or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> oh, they- Babu Freck or whatever yeah, his name is. Yeah, they they visit some they see some old like uh puppets from the, nope. the original. They're all they they're all new designs. None of them are designs from the original. We don't see like ones that look like Greedo, you know, the Greedo ones. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. never see those. We never see the ones with like the three eyes on top that go like Huto Bazora from yeah. the other movies. We never see those. So the the prequel trilogy at least had it feeling like it was in the same universe. As sketchy as those movies were, it felt like it was in the same universe, it felt like it was connected. Where this sequel trilogy, it felt like we had different versions of the same characters. So, Leia didn't feel like the same person. No. Luke didn't feel like the same person. I liked what they did with Luke. Yeah, well, it didn't pay off for me. Okay. didn't pay off at all for me. Han Solo was the only one who felt like the same character. And that's why I think I enjoyed that movie the most out of the, the sequel trilogy. He was good for as much as he was in the movie. You know, Chewbacca was the same person. But they didn't need to be in the movie. They didn't. They could have just told their own story. You know what I mean? There was no need to have... I mean, they did it now. But I was going to say, they didn't, like, have young Han Solo and young Chewbacca bouncing around in the prequel trilogy. They didn't feel the need to be that on the nose. They basically told their own story. As I keep saying, overall, just disappointed that it didn't feel like it was in the same universe. The story wasn't satisfying to me at all. And like I said, it, it hurts the other stories just by having it just feel like a waste of time. I completely disagree with you. You're looking so incredulous. You. I- <laughs> For the most part, people agree with me. That's the sad yeah, thing. I know, I know. Most people are on the same page as me. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you had a good time. But I just, you know what? Here's what it boils down to at the end of the day, Matty D. Star Wars movie or not. I know what a shit movie is. Yeah. I sit down, I watch Men in Black International, I go, that is a shit movie. <laughs> I go into every Star Wars movie with the best intentions. Uh-huh. And this one, you know, it didn't take me long to go, hang on, I'm not liking the direction that this movie is going and I'm not liking the jokes, I'm not liking the acting, I'm not liking the action scenes. I don't like this movie. And like I said, wow. if that was the payoff to this trilogy, then this trilogy was a waste of time. Wow. But in saying that, though, after watching this movie, I'm like, I was like, I, was, I think I'm fucking done with uh, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> But I ended up really enjoying The Mandalorian. So The Mandalorian felt more like a Star Wars movie to me than any second in this uh, sequel trilogy. So, you know, I've got that to hold on to. If I wanted more of what I liked, I got that. And there's probably going to be more movies. There's probably going to be more TV shows 
that feel oh, definitely. more Star Wars to me in the future than this, you know, sequel trilogy. So it's this can be something I can ignore while still enjoying everything else that I liked about whatever the other one or two movies that I like <laughs> in this series. I'm just so so surprised that you're saying it. I, I thought they did do their own thing in this in these trilogies, and I, I especially this movie. I, I think mean, I don't think they, they did. To they be honest. did. I, I you there's know. nothing new here. The no. fact that the the all three trilogies have the same fucking bad guy really pisses me off. They could have had a new bad guy. And also, they didn't have a, a villain that was was like a threat at all for that's me the, in this. In this that's the idea series. with these series of movies: is it's it's uh it's the Skywalker family movies, and it's also the Palpatine movie. Doesn't mean you couldn't have a new bad guy. Doesn't mean you couldn't have the the Skywalker family continue in some capacity without having Luke Skywalker, you know, Leia Skywalker bouncing around. Could have had children. Yeah. Could have been. You know, however many years later, the you know Luke and Leia are legends, and their their family lineage have continued. Maybe the the force has dwindled off. You could have done anything new. Something new, please, is all I wanted. Didn't get that. Well, I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Like I said, I'm jealous that you liked it. I I don't want to go into a movie to hate it. Yeah. That's the thing. I want to go into a Star Wars movie and enjoy it. But I just didn't have that opinion. I can't lie and say, oh, I loved it. I'm let not me, like a Marvel fan here. Let me give a little prediction of my own. I think that this movie is going to improve in time and people's opinion of it, it will, will improve. I guarantee you. In a few years, I'm going to be like, what I'm saying here will be the norm. Okay. Well, I look forward to that happening, but personally, you know I don't why? think that's going to happen. Because they're going to release something that everyone's not going to like. Because people just love episode two now. People just love episode one now. Well, people are talking well about the prequels. Which Pe- people like surprises them. People me. like them. Well, it's because there's, there's, you know, there's children who grew up watching those movies and it's nostalgic for them, but you know, they're still shit movies. Come on. <laughs> at the end of the day. Look, at the end shit. of the day. Star Wars movies for me are just like a fun time, and yeah, as long you know, as we're not diehard fans, we don't need to no, take them seriously. And as long as you're not taking it seriously and not making it a political drama, and you're having lightsaber fights, that's the stuff that wins me over. And they pl- yeah. they tipped enough hat to the nostalgia of a, the, the original trilogy. And I, I, with these movies, especially this one, you could see there was a lot of love for it. I think that read. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> you say with well, your I feel like there's more love in things like The Mandalorian or all the other stuff that they, they've done since. But, mm. you know, they definitely have a lot of affection for the, the franchise. I just don't think they knew what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing. Like, obviously, J.J. Abrams was not expecting to direct Episode Nine. Yes. He had no plans of what was going to happen in the story. He was basically said, I've got no fucking clue. And that's the other thing as well. Like, they'd written themselves in a corner. Yeah. It was going to be impossible for them to to do it in a, like, satisfying way. So, yes. I think the fact that they did so what the they did- So, the vision was hurt from the beginning. Yeah. The fact that they did what- Because the first movie had, like, a thi- had a had a plan or it just kind of seemed, like, organized. And then the second movie threw it out the window and, and did its own thing. Yeah. And so, now you have this third movie and how do you, like, pull, pull everything together and make it make sense? And I think they did the best with what they had. With that. So you're coming from it from a position of being impressed by how they pulled it off, where I'm disappointed that they didn't <laughs> plan it out from the start and thought that it was just a complete clusterfuck by the end. Yeah. So you were impressed with how they did Rose in the in the episode nine. Um in episode The movie that we talked about today. Yeah. Oh, I no, I would have liked her to be in there more, but I like the fact that they had her there and they they gave her stuff to do and so, so I was so insulting. I was happy with that. Um, I would have liked to see her there more, but 
Should have stuck to their guns. Well, they did in a way. I mean, she was there. She was Just fighting. The fact that she was there. She was fighting the good make fight. It worthwhile. I didn't. You know, it would have been nice to see some kind of payoff with uh, Finn's romance with her, but you know, whatever. But I, you know, they. I think they did stick to their guns by having her in the movie. Well, they put Jar Jar in episode two and three. Yeah, but Doesn't she she had more thing. screen time than Jar Jar did. No, she didn't. Jaja was. Jaja had more dialogue in episode two and three than than Rose did in uh, episode nine. He has the no. whole like Delo Feligate speech. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. That's, oh well. That's all we can say at the end of the day. Oh well. We're done talking about this. We're probably not going to talk about another Star Wars. Well, we're going to watch this movie again, you and I, aren't we? No. <laughs> I'm never going to watch this movie again. I'm never going to watch You're this gonna trilogy. You're going to like this movie. I'm never going to watch this trilogy what a, again. What a fun... I don't know. And then there was the scene where, you know, he was like... We're done. Force lightning all the ships. Yeah, that, I was, that, was, that, was, that was the sucked. best. I didn't think Emperor Palpatine should have been in this movie. I don't know. And, and he, didn't, he didn't feel like Emperor Palpatine from the previous movies at all to me, to be he honest. He had a red cloak. Yeah, he did. He was all pimped out. He that was, was great. Out. Oh, my God. Let's stop talking about fucking Star Wars. I'm sick Tell of us your, what your opinions are. I'm, I'm feeling like a lot of the people... The audience members, like that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know people's opinions. Did you love it? Why did you love it? Did you hate it? Why did you hate it? And, of course, Matty D and I's opinions are very honest. Our opinions haven't changed over time. It's not like we were influenced by the internet. We went in blind, and these were just our opinions that we walked out of the cinema with. And, like I said, we haven't changed our opinions at all. No. So, this, it's not like we're just going with the flow here. We're just being open and honest. It just happens that I happen to agree with most people while Matty D doesn't. But yeah, like I said, Matty D knows that that's how I felt at the time. I know, yeah. I haven't changed my opinion. He hasn't nope. changed his opinion. That's refreshing. There's a lot of people are sheeple. They just go with whatever yes. the majority is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just glad we don't do that. <laughs> but yes, I'd love to know everyone else's opinion. If you've listened this far in this really long episode, I think we deserve it. Uh, so let us know. Let us know what you think. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. I promise I'll start checking that email <laughs> you are now. inbox again. Or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know any thought that pops into your head. Give us your top five Star Wars ranked mm. movies. Or just rank all fucking nine of them. Yeah. D- tell us something about oh, Star I didn't Wars. Rank, I didn't rank my, my top oh, three yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, rank your top uh, I think movies. mine's going to be exactly the same as yours, more or less. It's going to be episode five, you know, Empire Strikes Back. I think everyone loves that movie. Yeah, it's who, a, who one, it's a great one. Movie. Uh, episode six, believe it or not, is my number two. No, that's a good that's movie. That's a childhood well. favourite of mine. And my number three, believe it or not, is going to be... Since we're not counting the other spin-off movies, mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably just throw fucking episode. I'll just be lame and put episode four in there, and yep. you hope because I don't like the I don't like the prequel movies at all, and I certainly didn't like the sequel trilogy. So, so. you're pretty much you're, you're an OG guy. Yeah. You like the original. Movies. I tell you what, I don't love episode four. If I have like a go-to Star Wars movie, I'm not going to watch episode four. I'll watch the prequel movies before that one, but still, I'll watch it any day over like it's say episode classic, two. Though. It's a classic. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, go. That's my top three. That's a very boring and, and, top three. And you know what? I think um, I like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> if I think episode six is good as well. That was a movie that copped a lot of hate. And now people, yeah, that's true. People love it. That's but. true. Also, episode five copped a lot of hate when it first came out because people were like it's not conclusive. <laughs> it's left on a cliffhanger, you know. And it's like it's not. It's no, there's nothing to grasp onto for first time viewers. But yeah, you know, it's a trilogy. It's grown in esteem since then. Okay, we'll see. Time will tell with your theory, Matty <laughs> D. 
I'm not going to agree with you, but yeah. uh, since the market's about to be saturated with more Star Wars media, uh, that leads me to believe that I don't think these this trilogy will be as fondly remembered. I want to say think. congratulations to the cast of Star Wars that have wrapped up. Well done. <laughs> you got a thumbs yeah. up from me. And a middle finger from me. <laughs> Enjoy it. It wasn't their fault. I'll tell you what, it wasn't the cast's fault. They did absolutely brilliantly with what they were given, mm. in my opinion. Good cast, I think. Let's move on. So, we've finished talking about Star Wars we're for gonna, now. We're going to bury our microphones in the sand. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we might as well after this episode, but let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. Let's do that. So we're going back to doing a movie prediction, and in fact, we're going to do a whole month of movie predictions. We're taking a break from actual spoilers and special episodes and whatever for a while because we've got so many movies that we need to cover in the next month. Well, now they're coming out. Yeah, they've actually started releasing movies in cinemas again. I don't know what to do with myself. I've got way too much shit to watch. I've got to go to the cinemas twice this week. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. Well, I don't have to, but I choose to. Yes. But next week, we're talking about the next installment in the Purge franchise. Ugh. The Forever Purge. Would you believe I've never watched a Purge movie? Would you believe I've only seen one of them? Oh. So, I think I'm already ahead of you. You are. And what I saw, I didn't like, so. I saw the Rick and Morty episode. Will that cover it? I suppose so. Hope so. So, next week, yeah, join us for the Forever Pork. Uh, Forever Pork. Join us for the Forever Purge. And until then, may the Force be with you. I'm sorry, Your Highness. There was no sign of the map anywhere. If they get to Luke first, we haven't got a chance. What about Poe? They found his X-Wing destroyed. Blaster marks indicate it was the First Order. There's no mention of BB-8. He wasn't recovered. Never underestimate a droid. No, man. No. You can't do it for me. Never underestimate a droid. Yes, master. <laughs>